Blog Talk Radio. everything you want it to be? Are you living a fulfilled, passionate life empowered with choices that ignite you to the next level? Good love makes your whole life better. So join America's good love doctor, Dr. Brenda Wade, on a journey to your healthiest life yet. A regular on Dr. Oz and Dr. Drew, she's appeared on Oprah, Good Morning America, and is featured in countless publications from USA Today to Essence Magazine. The creator of life-changing Get Unstuck Now, Love, Money, and Save-A Seminars, she's counseled millions, but today she's here just for you with the hottest topics, guests, and trends. This is Good Love with Dr. Brenda Wade. Hello and welcome to the show, everyone. I am your good love doctor, Dr. Brenda Wade, and this is a modern take on love What does it mean to find love in the age of the hookup? If I asked you right now, would you rather be in a relationship with a person who was unhappy with themselves, had a negative belief system about life, or somebody was happy and had a positive belief system, what would you choose? Well, we all know the answer. None of us wants to be with a person who brings us down because they're down all the time. People who are happy have better love lives. Now, that happens to be a proven fact, not just our own preference. So today's guest on Good Love Radio is someone with a global reach of 30 million people a month on her blog, seminars, classes at dailytransformations.com. I'm talking about Tamara Starr, everybody, and one of her recent blogs, was featured everywhere, including the front page of Huffington Post, where she got over 100,000 hits. Why? Because Tamara is the creator of the 40-Day Personal Reboot for Women, and we're going to get the inside scoop on how you can reboot and rejuvenate yourself in 2015 so that you become someone who is actually relationship-ready someone who actually has the skill set so that you can hold good love because good love is all about feeling good and having a mindset to work it through when you need to. Now, you know we've got a mantra here on Good Love Radio, and that mantra, I want you to say it with me right now, I am worthy. Say that to yourself or out loud. I am worthy. Second line is an I am deserving I am deserving. And we close with, I am worthy, I am deserving, and I am so lovable. Say it, I am so lovable, and yes, you are. 
Now, Tamara Starr is going to talk to us about happiness. And there's one thing that she's very clear about, so you might want to get out something to take notes with. Put them in your phone or go old school. Get that pen and paper. But there are seven things. I said seven. (laughs) That chronically unhappy people have in common. They have mastered these seven traits. So everybody, welcome to the show, Tamara Starr. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Dr. Brenda. Oh, it's a pleasure. Now, I'm curious about you. How did you get into Daily Transformation, the 40-Day Women Reboot, discovering these things about the seven traits? Tell us about Tamara Starr. Thank you. Well, I started Daily Transformations because I don't have children and I can't have children. And I, so I thought, you know what, I've got a lot to share with the world, so I'm going to start a blog. And little did I know that it would grow to 289,000 people on my Facebook fan page. So I think I struck a nerve. And really, I'm just a girl from Chicago who, like all of us, has gone through hard times. And I think something that I have done is I have been very careful in my life to find the golden seed in every situation that life throws me. And so when I would go come across problems in my life, I would figure out, okay, what can I learn from this? What can I, how can I grow from this? And what can I bring forward from this? And I started sharing my struggles and my aha moments on my blog, and women really resonated with it mm. because it's me going through real life struggling alongside everybody else and finding my aha moments and then sharing them with the world. Now, how did you learn to take that attitude? Because, Tamara, (laughs) not everybody says, hey, you know what? Inside of this breakdown, there's my breakthrough, or my stumbling block is going to be my stepping stone. We're all about that here at Good Love Radio, but how did you learn that? You know, I didn't want to be a victim in life. And I was a victim. I had a horrific childhood. I had lots of horrific things happen to me in my life that by anyone's standard would make me a victim. And I didn't want to stay there. And I'm not saying that we should, you know, frost a cake made of crap with beautiful frosting. We have oh, to do no, the work. Oh, no, we don't eat the crappy <laughs> cake with the frosting. No. Thank you we, very much. That we've got to. No, we just and we and we can't gloss over with beautiful affirmations. We have to do the work. We have to look at how we got ourselves into the situation, you know, what we can learn from it and how to get ourselves out. And I was so determined to feel the pain but get myself out. I didn't want to stay stuck. Mm-hmm. And that's what I teach the women in my programs, not to avoid unhappiness, but how to take control of your life and get out of it. Yeah. All right. That makes total sense. And everyone can relate. Like you said, everyone can relate. We've all had, you know, the doo-doo show up in our lives. Sometimes we created it. I certainly have created. And I look back and go, yeah, that's interesting. Uh I made those choices. I'm the one who generated that. That's why we have that affirmation, everybody, because when we start believing that we are worthy and deserving, we make better choices. Exactly. It's interesting how you said, I can't have children. So it's like you now have (laughs) 289,000 children. You know, you've adopted half the living world here. Thank God I don't have to breastfeed them all. (laughs) Oh, you know what? You have a point there, dear. Do you, do you, do. Now, what are the seven things 
And how did you discover the seven things that unhappy people have mastered that they have in common? Well, sadly and fortunately, and it's both, um, this is the way I was raised by one of my parents to believe these seven things. So this Uh has been an unwinding for me. And happiness is the hardest choice we will ever make in this lifetime. Wow. Because it's easy. It's easy to look around at what's wrong with our life and what's wrong with the world and commiserate with most people. Happy people make that choice and rise up. And then hopefully they find other people that have risen up to surround themselves with. But right, it's now hold there for easy one not to. Hold for one second, because I need to tell people how they can join this conversation. We want to know if you're making the choice to rise up. Are you surrounding yourself with happy people? Have you discovered this secret that Tamara Starr is laying down for all of us, that happiness is the toughest choice? If you've got something to share or question, call us, 347 989 or hit us back on Facebook, Dr. Brenda Wade. Tweet us, Dr. Brenda Wade. And everybody, if you're not tweeting what Tamara has to say, go ahead and tweet it out. I think this is a tweet-retweet moment. Happiness (laughs) is the toughest choice you will ever make. Blast that out there, everyone, because it is all about choices. Tamara, I wrote a book called Power Choices, and that's one of them. Thank you for mm. that. I need to get that book. Please, thank you. Now, get to these seven choices. Why do you say happiness is the most difficult choice? And by the way, Cliff Dunning is standing by everybody, our associate producer, to give us your Facebook questions, your tweet questions, if you're going to send them via Twitter, or if you're going to call us, he'll pick up and put you through to Tamara and I. So go ahead. You'll get a real human being. Well, I think it it starts in childhood. Our parents try to protect us from the world, and they try to set us up so that we're not too naive and too trusting. And they oftentimes, with the best of intentions, will tell us things like, life is hard. Or, well, actually, all seven things that I wrote about, that people can't be trusted, life is hard. All right, Tamara, we have our first caller. Let's find out what the caller thinks about whether life is hard and people can't be trusted. Go ahead, Cliff. Hello, caller, are you there? Hello, hello. Uh-oh, did we lose our caller? Hello, Cliff, can you hear us? I'm still here. Okay, you know what, Tamara, we'll move on. Okay. Cliff will alert us when that caller is back and ready to go. And anyone else with questions? Okay, we have a Facebook question here. Oh, my goodness. Okay, this is an anonymous one. This person says, I have been depressed for as long as I can remember. How do I choose happiness? Mm. It's a fantastic question. It is. Because when you're that depressed for that long, all you see is through eyes of despair. And I would, of course, I am not a substitute for traditional therapy. Um, I believe believe that depression comes, this is my belief, from 
pushing down, 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 down what we know to be true and ignoring past pain and glossing over it and, and trying to persevere forward in life with our strength and our resolve versus diving into that original source of pain. Does that make sense? Oh, my God, yes, Tamara. Now, you're talking to the holistic psychologist here, and my focus is on good love because everything I teach is that when we are facing a challenge like depression, we must go to where we first got triggered. There is a trigger point. So Uh I would like to say to the person who sent the question, thank you for having the courage to reach out to us. Trust me, you weren't born depressed. Uh -uh. Something happened, Uh and your response to it was to feel helpless and hopeless. Uh Find out what that was, and I'm going to ask you to do two things. There's a quick little exercise anyone can do. Number one, what happened? How did I respond to what happened and why? So the response could be, I decided I couldn't do anything about it. I'm helpless and hopeless because nobody backed me up. Nobody supported me. Now, here's the key. You get to choose. This is one of the power choices. You get to choose to lift yourself up. And Tamara already gave us a key. When she said choose happiness, now there's a bunch of research. I'm not going to bore you with it, but the research has proven that we talk ourselves in to unhappiness and we can talk ourselves out as long as we also process the emotion and we get moving because if we just sit and we don't move, we can't flush that cortisol out of our blood that goes with it. Now, you got those three steps. Mm. You're going to get moving. You're going to figure out where it started and what your choice was, and you're going to change your thoughts. Now, I would throw in, let's get some meditation or some spiritual enlightenment and upliftment in there too. Tamara, what would you say? Well, really, all of that, um, It's. I don't want to take it right to my program, but uh, it's take it to it, your program. It sounds like a great program. Well, I, I want to back. I want to back up a little bit for this caller's sake. I want um, to let her know about a post I did about my own story called "When Le- How to Bounce Back When Life Blows Up." And seven years ago, I found myself down on my knees, figuring out how am I going to kill myself. I was wiped out on every single level in a 30-day period. Um, would you want me to just give you the quick recap of what happened in 30 yeah, days? Yeah, everybody listen up because you're not alone. So in 30 days, I lost a relationship, a pregnancy, um, uh, two pets that were 17 and 15 years old. Oh. I was sued out of state. My health plummeted after the, the loss of the baby, and my bank accounts were emptied from the lawsuit, and I was left with 40 cents to my name. And I would wake up in the morning and not know God, whether to mourn. Tamara, wait, wait. I'm yeah. still absorbing all that. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It was in four weeks. This is what my grandmother used to call going through the storm, girl. Yeah, and they used to call it the dark night of the soul, and now they call it a midlife crisis. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know? take your pick, everybody. Storm, midlife crisis, crisis or dark night. <laughs> And it was a storm. Your grandmother was right. And I 
honestly, I thought about killing myself, and two things kept me here. One, my dog would never understand where I went. And two, I believe that I chose this life and all the lessons that are on my plate to learn something. And what I had to do is I created a plan for myself in my journal over 40 days, and that's where my program was birthed from. But beyond the program and beyond the steps that I had to take, I had to get really honest and say, what did I do to get myself into this situation? What responsibility can I take for everything? And when I took responsibility, I took my power back. And when Mm -hmm. I took my power back through the things also that you mentioned, movement and meditation and prayer and healthy food and, you know, reflecting day by day, I stood up, and now here I am seven years later, and I've led hundreds of women through this program, and they've had huge breakthroughs. So thank goodness that happened to me. Something wonderful came from that. And you turned around. Now, everybody, let me make a distinction. Tamara, I loved what you said because you said, I decided I am responsible. Now, for all those people, I know you. You're out there thinking, well, I'm not to blame. No, Tamara didn't say blame. Uh -uh. difference. Blame is all about I'm bad, I'm wrong, I should have, would have, could have, that kind of stuff. Responsibility is just saying, hey, this is my life, and let's absolutely, positively step up and say it's my life. Now, what am I choosing to do with it? Now, we've got a caller. Uh, This caller is going to talk with us about her fight with Food addiction. Talk about taking responsibility. All right, let's caller. Mm. Hi, good evening, Dr. Wade and, and uh-huh. Tamara. Good Hi evening. there. Welcome Hi. to the show. So glad oh, to hear thank you. from you. Oh, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Tell us a little bit about your fight. It says you are, you have been fighting through food addiction. Give us a, a quick recap of what. Oh, happened, sure, sure. Well, I've been fighting with food addiction for most of my my life not realizing that it was a food addiction, but as a young child, always cravings, the sweets, the flour, sugar items, and I never could understand why I could never be fulfilled, you know, so I was always looking for sugar to keep me on that high, not realizing that I was totally disconnected from emotions, from feeling any feelings at all. Um, and I was at up to, as a 50-year-old, I was up to 221.6 pounds at the time, feeling really miserable and pretty down and, and kind of hopeless because I, out of all the things I was successful at, I could never get my, get my arms around my food addiction. I could, any diets I would try, I could only be successful for maybe a day, and then I would go right back into the food. Um, or any quick fixes I thought I could try and be successful for a little bit um, and then go right back into the foods. I could never understand what it was that was drawing me back to the food until I got into a food program called Food Addicts in Recovery. Ah, so that's where you took responsibility. Right. That I need help. Okay, everybody, write this down. One of the steps, and we're going to come back in a few minutes, to Tamara steps, but when we take responsibility, one of the keys, Tamara, isn't it to say I need some help? Absolutely. Absolutely. And in and, and realizing that you have a problem in speaking those words aloud, 
are is the step that most people don't even take. So it's a huge win to realize this is a problem. Yes. Tell us a little more, please. Good oh, to hear sure. from you. Go ahead. Oh, sure. And, and what I realized in starting the food food addicts in recovery at 221 pounds, I can say today I'm I've been in program almost five years. I weighed one weigh 134.8. So whoa, I've been able to the weight. <laughs> oh my God, that's almost 100 pounds. Yeah, it is, and that's to me such a huge transformation. But not only oh. just the physical, but the mental and spiritual as well, because it it is a spiritual. Program. Program. And it's not mm-hmm. just um, about, you know, it's a high, going to a higher power and knowing that, you know, my life at the point was unmanageable around food and I couldn't control my eating. So it was a lot of surrendering, taking action. Wow, I'm getting goosebumps just listening to you. And I call them truth bumps. I have a quick question, if you don't mind, sure. caller. Did you identify what triggered the food addiction was there a trigger for you because Tamara and I were talking about this trigger because for most of us when we get into addiction or depression or for me terrible relationship choices there is a trigger it comes from somewhere what was Mm -hmm. your trigger and I believe a lot of my triggers was growing up just not feeling enough um, I had one parent who was pretty critical, and I've always wanted to prove myself, prove and, and get their love, and so I tend to turn to food, you know, to get to comfort me. And then food started comforting me with all my other disappointments and things not going right, or things sometimes things going well. I tend to turn to food. So I think my initial start with the whole food addiction was growing up and not feeling just really comfortable in my right skin, not feeling good mm. enough. And Does that resonate for you, Tamara, that whole idea of not feeling comfortable in your skin? Is that part of the unhappy syndrome? Absolutely. Seven points? Absolutely. Mm. And, and, you know, I just want to, I, I didn't get your name, caller, your first name. Uh, I want to. Okay. I want you to private message me. I'd like to gift you my program just as a congratulations. This is the next step on your journey. It's okay. phenomenal what you've done. I just am in awe. Oh, okay. Wow. So you are down 100 pounds. You have a spiritual life. Are you working out? Uh, yes, working out a, a little bit. I was working out a little bit more, and then I've cut back a little bit. But when I first started, I was just really focusing on the program. Um, and then I started gradually incorporating. Now, can I ask one more question? Because sure. this key, you are dropping breadcrumbs for all of us with this incredible victory. And I'm so glad you're going to get to do Tamara's 40-day reboot program for women. One of the important things I think you mentioned is that you were getting a lot of emotional support in program, whereas as a child you didn't get it. Right. I have more support now, especially with talking about things I wasn't so comfortable talking about and growing up. But now I have, you know, and I'm finding the more you get things out and open, you kind of take the, you know, kind of that the guilt and kind of all the shame around it when you start getting things up and out. And, and that's what I get from the program and the support is people understand from the program. Because everybody is, you know, have kind of been there, and, and someone is normally have experienced the same, kind of went through the similar things. So there's a lot of camaraderie, you know. A yeah. Lot of that. So for oh. anybody struggling with any issue, 
you would say, hey, get support. It could be a 12-step program where there's a spiritual focus, a lot of emotional support, and people who've been on the same journey. Thank you so much for I have a question. sharing that. I have a ahead, question Brent. for her before mm-hmm. she goes, Dr. Brenda. Please. You know, like anything, it's peeling back the onion, and I believe the way we do anything is the way we do everything. In fact, that's yes. the premise that I've built my program around. I'm curious what other areas of your life have changed now that you've made such a humongous change in this area. Wow, some pretty huge changes. Uh, I was recently offered... Um, to take a retirement offer, and I had been thinking about it, but uh, before I would have had a lot of fear around taking the leap. Uh, And I think the program allowed me to look at things, um, do the next right action, and, you know, to sometimes just let go and surrender, and and the the net will appear if I just take the leap. So it allowed me to just go kind of fearless. And, you know, I was prepared somewhat, but just to take the next step and see what, what, what that journey would lead to. Good and, for you. Uh, that, was, that was a pretty big, uh, pretty big jump. Wow, that was a great question, and what a great answer! Because you're right on money, right on the money, Tamara. You know how we do anything; we can't help it. We're working with the same tools. Mm-hmm. Tools in one area that can create havoc are going to create havoc in other areas. So, thank you again, Eileen. You're welcome. So appreciate you. Blessings, my dear, and you thank take you. advantage of that wonderful program that Tamara offered you, all right? Oh, I will. Thank and you. And you can find a messenger. Anybody who wants to be in touch with Tamara, we have her website. Take it down. It's dailytransformations.com, all right? With Got an that? S on the end. S on the end of transformations. We love transformations. If you've got a question, a comment, or a story, call us, 347-989-0776. Facebook us, or you can tweet us, both Dr. Brenda Wade. Tamara, tell us more about these seven things, because one of the things that really struck me with Eileen calling in is this belief, underlying belief, people couldn't be trusted is one of the Mm -hmm. things you identified, but that's actually how she transformed her life. Was mm-hmm. by trusting people. Exactly. So many of us were, you know, you watch the news and you think that the world is a big, bad, scary place, and we're conditioned not to trust people and not to talk to strangers. And really, I mean, unless you're in downtown New York at night or a scary city in the middle of night in a bad neighborhood, I think we should talk to people. We should talk to our bank tellers. We should make small talk with the cashiers. Trusting other people and making connection with people around us that we don't know creates a feeling of connection in the world. And we all suffer from so much loneliness in this world. We're stuck behind our computer screens and we're tweeting and we're Facebooking, which on one level connects the world, but the day-to-day contact that makes a neighborhood feel like a community happens by talking to strangers. Mm, and I love that. Yes. Yeah. Happy people are open and friendly toward the people they meet. And they, they meet new people with an open heart. And unhappy people assume that everyone can't be trusted. Now talk about this belief that life is hard. That's one of your seven beliefs. Well, You say I unhappy think, people have. Right. I think a lot of people, um, a lot of parents uh, groom their children to think that life is hard, to toughen them up and prepare them. 
And we get to the point where we're looking um, for what could go wrong instead of what could go right. Mm. And we become fear-based. And what fear -based. you look for, you'll find. Ugh. Exactly. And we become fear-based. And we, like I said, we look for what's wrong instead of what's right. And we're constantly striving for the next level of what we're wanting in life. But we're forgetting to stop and appreciate what we have. And I think most people are afraid that if they appreciate what they have in life, they'll be stuck there and they won't be able to go forward onto something better. And, you know, I've heard people say that even in relationships. And I just oh, want to yeah. roll over and curl up in a ball. I've had people literally say to me, I don't want my spouse to get a big head oh. or to think they're all that. So, no, I'm not going to share any appreciation with them. When the lifeblood of a healthy relationship with yourself or with someone else is to do what Tamara just said, which is look for that which is good, look for what is positive, and shift that belief. Shift it. In um, one of the weeks of my program, we go over to, the, you know, the relationship with ourselves, and then we move to our relationship with others, with friendships and toxic relationships and energy vampires. And I touch on, because it's a program. <laughs> What's it's a an program energy from, vampire? Yeah, <laughs> but we talk about our relationship with men. And I I preach from the hilltops to my ladies that, if their marriages are in trouble, and I'll tell you, I've had quite a few marriages turn around and be saved, that they need to practice for a week telling their partner three things a day that they're doing well. And a man will open up like a little flower in front of your eyes. And I will absolutely back you up on that. I will and it's hard to do. It's hard when you've got gritted teeth and you have years of resentment. But I always say, unless you're ready to sign those divorce papers, do it. Try it for a week. We can do anything for a week. Yes, we can do anything for a week. And my experience, I worked with a couple once that had been divorced for five years. And we practiced that exact oh, – I was flying all day, so I'm kind of like bleh because I'm parched. So <laughs> let me try that again. We practiced that exact technique of looking for what was good, and within six months, that couple was remarried. Oh, so I love it. Even if you've gone all the way through divorce, even if you've been chronically lonely or single, what Tamara is saying is golden, everybody. It works. It really does. Now, Tamara, go on to, I was reading these seven beliefs that unhappy people have, and they blew my mind because one of them is a person who likes to gossip look oh, out yeah. everybody yeah unhappy people tend to live in the past so they love to complain about what's wrong in their life and what's happened to them and when they run out of things to talk about they will turn to others and gossip about others and that will bring, you know, I believe everything's vibration. You just put some electrodes on our head in a scientific laboratory and you'll see we have an electronic output to our body. And if we smell a rose, that output's going to go high. And if we drink a cup of coffee, which I do, that output goes down. Well, gossip lowers that output. It literally hurts the vibration of our body. 
And gossip attracts negative people. And we become the people we hang out with. So if we're surrounded by negative people and we're gossiping, we're going to be unhappy. Ooh, that makes complete sense, Tamara, because we are absolutely programming it in. Everybody, we're listening to Tamara Starr, and you can get with Tamara. She's got that 40-day reboot program for women and the dailytransformations.com website. Tamara, tell us another one of the seven things that unhappy people are up to. We've talked about the gossiping. We've covered this idea that people are looking for things that are wrong, that the default position is you believe people can't be trusted, that life is hard. Why are the others or a couple more? What well, happened there's, with two, there's two that I've really struggled with, and they're tied with two one another. One is you strive to control your life. Ha- unhappy people are very controlling. And the reason they try to control their lives is they consider their future filled with worry and fear. And unhappy people are fearful of the world. Hmm. And happy people take on, I mean, I say it word for word in my article, a healthy dose of delusion. <laughs> they, they, they do what they have to do on a daily basis. <laughs> I love it. I love that delusion, a healthy dose of delusion. All right, everybody, I think this is golden <laughs> advice from Tamara. Tamara Starr, you're amazing. And I have to tell you, I am so aligned with your beliefs and what you're up to. What's the most important thing you want to leave us with? so that everyone can really get their daily dose of delusion on right now. And by the way, wait, before you go there, what is an energy vampire? You did not. Oh, energy vampires. I've written about this. I really want to send people to my blog because there's so much free information there on everything we're talking about. But energy vampires are those people that you walk away from feeling exhausted and sucked dry. And I know, Dr. Brenda, you've got, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I do know what you're talking about. And they don't want to hear your they don't they don't want to hear your good news. They they don't want to hear about your dreams. You know, it's just they're exhausting people and they will suck us dry. Wow. Okay, look out for the energy vampires, everybody. You know who they (laughs) are. And I'll tell you one little trick I use, Tamara, you probably do this too, with the energy vampires or anybody else who hasn't taken responsibility to lift their frequency, just bless them. Just say, I bless you, I bless you, I bless you, I bless you, I send you light, I send you love, and keep walking. Exactly. I love that. All right, take us home, as we used to say in the old church. Take us home, Tamara. I just want to share with something, um, an idea that I've been chewing on lately. I'm getting ready to write it because I myself am letting it digest into my psyche, and that is, We all talk about how we're worthy of having it all. We're deserving of having it all. And I want to say that worthiness and deserving have nothing to do with it because we all know really wealthy people that have it all, that are terrible people out in the world doing bad things. And what they have realized that many of us haven't is that every single one of us can have it all. It's nothing to do with worthiness or deserving. It's our divine birthright. We can have it all. Hmm. 
Well, I do believe we can have it all, and I do believe we can make a choice about what we do with it all when we have it. And I strongly encourage people to develop that mindset that I am worthy and deserving simply because in my work, Tamara, I've encountered so many people who don't believe uh, they're worthy or deserving or lovable. So yeah, and you, I encourage that. You're you're so right because that comes down to self-esteem. There's got to be self-esteem healing, and healthy self-esteem knows on a deep, deep level that we're worthy and deserving. Absolutely. But- Everyone, a huge wave of good love energy out to Tamara Star. Tamara, you are the bomb. Love it. Thank you for being with us. You have to come back and join us again. I would love it. I love your work. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. So 2015 is going to be fantastic, everyone, because you're going to leave those seven negative, unhappy patterns Tamara Starr just talked to us about behind in 2014. Burn them. Burn them, burn them, burn them. And speaking of burning things, please join us on January 10th and 11th. We have a two-day intensive workshop on igniting your dreams in 2015. And one of the things you're going to get to do is build your virtual miracle map. Miracles you want to create in 2015. And yes, you can have it all. Tamara's right. All right, everyone. Thank you for being with us tonight. And lots of love and blessings to all of you. And thank you to our brilliant producer, Mr. LeGrand Green, our associate producer, Mr. Cliff Dunning, and to our brilliant guest, Tamara Starr. Thank you again. All right, everyone, good night. 